as always, a big thank you to Myra Green for her composition, Passing Places. You can find out more about Myra's music on her website at myragreen.com or pop on to bonnytours.com, my own website, and follow the link from the front page. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Passing Places. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. And if you're new to the show, I usually say every week it's my personal diary of my travels around Scotland, usually in my motor home, but uh, maybe one day on my motorcycle and with some hill walking thrown in for good measure. So I'd like to apologise firstly for the podcast being late this week. I do like to get the podcast out on a Friday and it's now Sunday afternoon. And uh, I mentioned on Facebook I was travelling up to a mini-meet of campervans and motorhomes in Deeside and I didn't really have the opportunity to podcast on Friday and I've been having such a, a great time with the other folk on the campsite that it hasn't been practical until now to sit down and get the podcast recorded so the bonus is I've got some sounds of the mini-meet to let you hear and I'm hoping to get this uploaded uh, this afternoon into the evening would be Sunday. So, where do we start? As always, a couple of shout-outs. Since I spoke to you last week, I managed to catch up with Bonnie Hofkin, who's one of my American listeners. And Bonnie has had quite an adventure in the west coast of Scotland. So I managed to pick her up from Glasgow Airport. She flew on the small plane from Barra over to Glasgow, and I gave her a lift into Edinburgh. So I managed to get some sense of how Bonnie's holiday had gone but she's agreed to once she's settled back home in California that she'll come on to Passing Places via Skype and we can uh, get to hear a lot more about her adventures on Tyree and Barra and in the town of Oban so I'm looking forward to speaking to Bonnie soon and we'll hopefully have that for next week or the week after. In last week's episode I mentioned that I'd placed a donation button on the website and I've been quite amazed that uh, This week already I've had a couple of donations, so a really big thank you to Andrew Wood for his donation and to David Church for his donation. It it really does mean a lot to me that people take the time and effort to uh, listen to Passing Places but then show their support. So if you'd like to donate to the show anytime, that's uh, where you go. You'll find a donation button on the front page of bonnytours.com. So again, thanks very much David and Andrew for your kind uh, contributions. Now, I was also saying last week how great it was to get uh, a voicemail when I played uh, Joyce's voicemail. Joyce is coming over on holiday with her husband in October. And this week I've got uh, a couple of another couple of voicemails, which is really, really good. Uh, I'll let you hear the first one just now, which is from Raymond Jepp in Australia. Good, uh, good afternoon. Kevin Scullion, I believe I'm talking to. I am married to one of your um, fans called Kate SJ from Perth, Western Australia. And she's just told me that um, she sent you a message a while ago about hardcore history and Dan Carla and how you uh, enjoyed it. Well, um, last night, Kate played to me your Dumbarton Castle number 27 podcast and I must say thank you very much for that effort because um, my father uh, grew up he 
was born and grew up in Dunbar and also he worked at Denny's and when he was about 20 years old in the early 60s they shut it down hence he had to migrate and he came to Australia so um, that was really good to hear about it. I never been to Dumbarton Castle I've been to Dumbarton I went there in the 1980s and an uncle of mine took me around and showed me the where Denny's was and also we went to the old Singer factory because my grandmother on my mother's side worked at Singer's. She was a green. Oh, by the way, my father's name was a, a Jep. I, I really don't know them. They lived in a house called Janefield in Dumbarton, just across the road from a private school. I think it was St. Patrick's. And my mother was born, uh, she was born in Clydebank and her name was Green. Um, don't know what else to say. Uh, Kate's very excited about hearing your podcast. She discovered them because she was stuck in a desert town in Western Australia one weekend, and the only thing she had on her iPad, she just happened to have your podcasts. So she listened, them, listened to them back to back, hour after hour, because there was nothing else to do, no internet, no phone. Uh, Kate tells me that you ride motorbikes. Well, I also ride. I have a Triumph Thunderbird. And when I can, I get on the road with friends and we ride around the state. And I've also ridden on the eastern part of um, Australia. Anyway, Kate and I, we are thinking of coming to the UK next year. And I haven't been back to Scotland since, as I said, the early 80s, a very long time. So we're coming back to visit relatives and we are now definitely going to go up to Dumbarton Castle. Because I really... I, Really looking forward to seeing. I had a lump in my throat when I was listening to your podcast. It brought me memories of my father, who unfortunately died a long time ago. Uh, well, thanks for that. And um, might be able to meet up in Scotland next year. Thanks, Kevin. That's Kate, by the way. She's almost butting in. So Raymond and uh, Kate, thank you very, very much for that voicemail. I'm glad that uh, just by chance, really, in last week's episode, I managed to touch on Denny's Shipyards and the Singer's Sewing Machine Factory and Clyde Bank. So uh, I really do look forward to maybe catching up with you next year if you manage over. And if you do get a chance, it'd be good if you take the time to get up to Dumbarton Castle and have a good look around the town from that uh, fantastic vantage point. So thanks again for your voicemail and hopefully we can keep in touch and the second voicemail I have is from a chap called Mac and Mac's in Florida Well hello sir my name is Mac well uh, it's McDonald uh, is my last name so it's my nickname but uh, I am uh, listening to your podcasts from Port Charlotte, Florida, here in the U.S. Really enjoying your podcast. Scotland is uh, a place that I would love to visit someday. And who knows, maybe even stay, you know, if I meet a cute little Scottish gal. Hey, it could happen, right? But I just wanted to let you know that your programs are great. You're doing a really good job and uh, really enjoy uh, the the personality and and charm that you put into your broadcast. And uh, keep up the great work. Thanks very much. Take care. So, Mac, thanks, thanks very much for that voicemail. I've, uh, 
I've got to be careful what I say here. I do know a, a woman in Oban who might be available. I won't say any more because Katrina would be really upset and she would uh, she would uh, give me a right uh, hard time when I catch up with her. So I do hope you manage over to Scotland one day and I'm really pleased that you're enjoying the show and thanks a, a lot for getting in touch. As I say, these voicemails are fantastic for getting feedback and for keeping me on the podcasting straight and narrow every week. So thanks again, Mac. And finally, I'll catch up with Facebook and Twitter uh, shout-outs next week when I have a better connection. I'm sitting here in the campsite in Tarland and I have absolutely no phone signal at all. So I'm going to get onto the campsite uh, Wi-Fi later today to upload the podcast and I'll get a chance to catch up with uh, Facebook and Twitter and the website and see if there's any further comments or feedback. So um, bear with me till next week. So, as I say, I headed off on Friday, and Tarland is in Royal Deeside, which is in the northeast of Scotland, in Aberdeenshire. And I headed up through Perth and on to Dundee and then up the A90. And there's a great little road that you come off. I think it's signposted for Fetter Cairn. And you go through the village of Edsel, which is a, I think it's a Georgian planned town or little village. Really quite uh, picturesque. And if you visit Edsel, I'd certainly recommend a, a visit to Edsel Castle. I think it's managed by Historic Scotland. A big, large, ruined sandstone castle that's certainly worth a visit. And then on through Edsel up to Fetter Cairn. And again, Fetter Cairn's a nice little village. Well laid out and uh, very picturesque. And then up and over the Cairn Mount, which is a high mountain pass. Uh, into Royal Deeside, it uh, brings you out to Naboyne. And then it's only a five-mile drive from Naboyne to the small village of Tarland. So I arrived on Friday evening about six o'clock, just in time to meet Rob, the organiser, and Paul, one of the people who was in attendance, had been baking bread in his camper van. So it was fantastic to sit down to freshly baked bread and a big bowl of hot soup and to meet all the folk that was here, probably about a dozen different people here in seven, I think maybe nine or ten vans, but quite a number of vans, and what a great crowd they've turned out to be. They've kept me back from getting the podcast out. I've been having such a good time. So on the Saturday morning, um, after a an evening sitting around a, a nice little open fire and having a few drinks, I managed to catch up with Rob, who's the uh, organiser of the mini-meet, and Alan one of the members who's been helping out as well. So I'll let you hear a little bit about the Talbot uh, Members Forum and some of the um, reasons why they have mini-meets and what the club gets up to. So if you just have a little listen to this recording. Maybe uh, we just kick off by telling me all about the, the forum and the club. Forum and the club. Well, the forum... The club, the Talbot Owners Club, uh, was formed at the end of 2010 um, by a young chap uh, by the name of uh, Alex Robertson, um, who hails from the Newcastle area. And uh, he's uh, in his 20s, and uh, he bought a, a camper van. It was a van conversion, high top. It was an auto homes Camelot. And uh, as a wee project, he built uh, a forum. Um, 
to basically support folks uh, who had similar types of, of old vehicles. Mm -hmm. And um, come 2011 and 2012, the forum had uh, grown to about two, two and a half thousand members. And uh, now there are in excess of 5,000 people registered on the forum. Having said that, we don't have 5,000 active active members. Yeah. Yeah. And see the, the name Talbot and Autosleeper, I mean, what is the, the brand Autosleepers? The, are they the people that do the conversions? Well, the base vehicle is the Talbot, right. Talbot Express. And do they still make them? They don't make no. Talbot Expresses anymore. The production ceased in uh, 94, Aye. 1994. Mm -hmm. But out of the same stable came the Citroen C25, the Peugeot J5, and the Fiat Ducato. So these mechanical base vehicles are almost identical right. base vehicles. What then happens is a manufacturer like Auto Homes or Auto Sleeper would take the base vehicle and then in the case of a van conversion, they would take off the roof and put on a fiberglass high top and then kit out the inside with fridge, sink, etc, etc, etc. So that would be for a van conversion. For a coach built van, what they do is they would only take the cab and the chassis and then they'd build the box on the back. So for example, your van yeah. would be the cab and the sh chassis and that unit, the habitation unit box would be then slotted on. And a lot of the things in my van are similar to just the Swift Caravans presumably, they just take the concept and put it on a vehicle. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. correct, right. yes. And then the, the idea of mini-meets, presumably once people meet online, they're quite keen to take it a bit further and catch up face-to-face? -face well, part of the idea for the, for the meets and the mini-meets was for folks who were interacting online to get together yep. and introduce themselves to Sweet. each other, nice. uh, if you like. And it tends to change the nature of the online interaction. You're, you, you, know, you, you tend to be much more comfortable knowing the person that you're yeah. interacting with and it's really nice too to put a, a face to a name mm -hmm. to a yeah. username online so so yeah and we've got Alan here as well who now tells me that he's a DJ and ex-radio expert so but you've got Talbot as well yeah I've fun. got a Swift Contiki bought two years ago and uh, is this over here over here aye right and just the usual looking for find, find out how to fix bits and pieces found a forum joined it Found that they were having a meeting calendar, went down, met all the boys and the girls in the, the, the club. The good thing about that is you're meeting people having the same problems you've got. Yeah. So somebody's actually fixed the problem you've got, they're telling you how to do it and everything else. So it's, it's, it's great. It's a good way of doing it. Mm -hmm. And if you're new to vans or whatever, you can, I mean, the amount of people experience, but not just the mechanical side, but all sorts of issues about where to go and aye, places aye. to camp. And where do you get bits and pieces? I mean, the, the, yeah. the brand new one, everybody's looking for wiper motors. And wiper motors for these things are about 85, 95 pounds. Mm -hmm. But some guy in the site just found out that a Fiat Cinquecento fits right. and it's 15 pounds at a scrappies. Yep. So, I mean, what yep. a difference, you know? Mm -hmm. you know? Things like that, it's just, it's great. Yeah, I think the vans uh, bring their own unique set of problems because as well as the mechanical side of things under the bonnet, you've also got bodywork because yep. most yep. of the vans are, are elderly. Yep. Um, <laughs> for example, my van's a 1986. Um, 
to deregistration, it's 1986. So you got body work issues, rust and so on, which needs to be kept on top of. And the other set of issues would be the internal habitation issues. You know, what happens if you've got a problem with the fridge or the cooker or, or whatever. Um, so, you know, helps not only required from the mechanical side, but also the bodywork side and the habitation side. Mm-hmm. But you can source so, these pieces even if they're maybe, as you're saying, they're slightly different from the original one. Yes, and I think it helps having um, four or five types of van, as we previously mentioned. So yep. the chances of getting a part that's going to do the job is, is higher. Yep. And then the mini meets themselves, I mean, a, a couple of episodes ago I was at the mini meet up near Loch Ness and I had a chat with the organisers and they were talking about some of the, the ways that they put it together, quite informal, people could either get involved or not involved or whatever. What do you think works best in terms of the setup? I think people? in terms of a meet, do you mean? I think the personally, I think you want to give uh, people uh, breathing space to come and go as they want. Yeah. But at the same time, during the day, is have small organised events, particularly meal times, when folks can get together mm-hmm. as a group mm-hmm. and and chat and and, and share. Um, I think that's for me that that's important. Uh, I don't know what you. It's the same idea, right? I mean, it's, it's a good thing to do. You don't want like, total organised events that you've got to do at half past nine. You're doing this at twelve yeah. o'clock. Look high, high. You know, you want it to be <laughs> sort of normal and yeah. relaxed. Because we're all there's none of us that young except for mm-hmm. Alex, you know. But apart for that we're all getting on <laughs> and the fact you've got your own van you've got a bit of space anyway that's right one of Aye. the beauties of vans is that people have got their own Aye. space yeah yeah. but they, they seem to like to muck in eh? which is great mm-hmm. everybody helps mm-hmm. well when yeah. I saw your uh, mention of the what's it called again the pong thing the beer pong the beer pong, the beer pong I had the notion it was going to be ping pong a championship <laughs> with a, close, an eh? entry fee of one can of beer <laughs> and that last mini meeting I was on there was a, a little uh, programme but it was really flexible and one said the working party and I presumed that was something to do with the organising of it. I thought there must be some meeting or whatever. And it was only after the event I found out that there was an expectation on everybody, because it was on somebody's own private site in their garden, uh-huh. that they'd all agreed to do some work for them, a sort of payback. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was quite happily lying asleep in my van, and everybody else was about, I don't know, collecting wood or something. <laughs> and I assumed it was just some sort of uh, uh-huh. little meeting to... I mean, working parties for me always mean a subgroup or a... Yeah. Aye, you know, aye. Yeah. Behind the scene organising mm-hmm. thing. So did you go at the trouble of finding out what beer pong was? Or are you going I think to I, got, I got a sense of it last night, but it sounds like a better than ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> aye, it's, 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 it's different. It's a good spectator sport. Well, maybe get a wee bit of uh, audio. <laughs> and the barbecue as well, you said it half free. Barbecue. Barbecue this evening. So we've got a good selection of food, uh, chicken, burgers. The usual, eh? The usual. Barbecue usual. stuff, salad and... So Alcohol free, of course. We've got to get a yeah. one... We've got to get one of our five in at some point during the day. So. <laughs> and the weather's yeah. a big bonus as well. Well, it's been fantastic this weekend. Right. Same last year, though. Eh? We had really, really good time mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Exact same weather. Same site. Same site last same year. Same site. Right? Yeah. It was the first one last year up here. Yeah. How do you agree the site? Just a, a, a general discussion that was handiest for people? or Robbie tells us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was... Many of us are in the camping and caravanning club. Um, so when I was looking for a, a site for a mini-meet um, I decided to look for a camping and caravanning club in and around the area. This was originally just for folks from the northeast of Scotland who couldn't for one reason or another get down to the full Scottish meet which then was down in Calendar. Um, 
So what I looked for was a camping and caravanning campsite in the northeast area, and this was uh, the closest to us all in, in the northeast. Um, but what happened in the first mini meet at Tarland was folks came from all over. So right. they came up from Newcastle, they came from Orkney, they came from Stockton, they came from Oban, um, Liverpool. That's um, good. Mm -hmm. So they came from all over. Because you would think there'd be many meets in England as well as you know. Well, the majority, the majority of the meets. There's a program of meets for the whole year. The majority of which are in are in England. Mm -hmm. um, last week. There was one down in Abergavenny, was it? That's right. Yeah. Um, there was a meet-up down there. Um, 15, 16 band? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So, um, so, yeah. And the forum's completely free, so there's no cost to people to join or participate on? It's totally free to register uh, on the forum and uh, ask questions. Um, just join in the general chit-chat and, and contribute if you have any ideas to contribute to those ideas. So, um, no, it's totally free. And the web address? The web address is Starwood Owners Club, and the web address is www.talbotoc.com. And did I see that you'd started a Facebook page? There is a Facebook page um, if you look for Talbot OC. Um, is there a sense the Facebook page might uh, overlap or be different some way from the forum? or? No, I, I think it was there as a as a means of contacting folks should there be a forum problem. Right. You know, for example, as if the backup. server was down, yep. um, then uh, folks could be informed via the, the Facebook page. I think that was the original intention. Um, there. It's just really to have a presence, but as far as I know, there's no other... There's no other um, thoughts of having it as a having a similar function to the, no. to the forum. Is there anything else you want to mention that would be useful for anybody listening to the podcast? I mean, people are listening from all over the world. Well, if, if anyone is in the is a proud owner of, uh, of a Talbot, of a Fiat Ducato, of a Peugeot J5, of a Citroen C25, and uh, they're looking for help with the mechanical side, the bodywork side, or the habitation side, or just to find out more and interact with others with similar vehicles, then the forum's for them. Yep. Good. I mean, I find that I've been out in my van since probably February most weeks. Almost full time, I go home every few weeks for a day or two, pick up the mail and pay the bills and things. But I've spent far too much time on my own. You know, and it's particularly in the winter you find yourself parked up and sitting maybe in a, a lay-by somewhere in the north and it's four o'clock in the afternoon it's dark uh, what do you do gas fires on <laughs> and you're thinking i could get sit here and drink possibly mm -hmm. often but equally you don't want to be sitting you know uh, semi drunk in a lay-by in the middle of winter on your own but no. you're thinking i'm sitting here till it's going to be eight o'clock nine o'clock in the morning before it's daylight and you could go back home and jump in the bath or watch telly or you know so if you can get to meet people I'm definitely finding the benefit of catching up, whether it's this weekend or that other mini meet was the first one I've been to, but uh -huh. uh, definitely mixes it up a bit rather than a lot of people in vans enjoy their own company, or maybe as a couple they enjoy getting away and getting off. But Aye. I find they're just mixing the two. Well, that's the first one I've been away on my own. 
because the wife couldn't get off work, and she said, right. bonus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's different, though. It's different. Mm. You know, and rather than me, you know, it's a wee bit. But the thing about these are, everybody's great. Everybody mucks in. Everybody's friendly. You know, you don't feel out. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, for lots and lots of different people from different backgrounds, everyone else join the club, and it's great. It's good. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of it. For, you know, everybody's catered for. Um, and everybody's welcome, um, you know, from younger folks, um, young couples, young singles, to the older folks, uh, folks that are on their own, um, you know, for whatever reason. Um, we have a lot of uh, single ladies who travel up and down the breadth of the country, mm-hmm. going to the going to the meets and full march to them. They jump in their yep. van and they and uh, they pitch up. Um, so it, you know, it's a, it's a safe area. For them, it's a safe environment for them. It's on a campsite. It's with folks that they know and so on. So um, I think that's. Uh, that's I suppose a there's a, a balance to be struck there as well. Is there any downsides to being on the campsite? You know, like maybe no noise after a certain time and. Yes, that would be a restriction. Yeah. But you know, at, at this time of year when it's dark early and it's getting cold, I think folks are quite happy to to head yeah. off the vans yeah. at a reasonable hour. Mm-hmm. Um, you get an added benefit of the electric, you know, electric yeah. hookup and yeah. showers and. I think more difficult in summer when it's lighter nights and. Yeah, ah, you don't want to go to bed. Sitting eh? outside and. Noise carries. Okay. Should we leave it there and? Yeah. Fantastic. And thanks, Robin Allen, for taking the time. So thanks a lot, Robin Allen, for that uh, little chat. And if you're thinking about buying a a motorhome or a camper van. I've already had the chance to look round a few of these Talbot vans and they really are fantastic. Full of character and really, really well laid out inside. Ideal for uh, a person on their own or a couple. Um, really, really well thought out layouts and they have everything that you would need and very easy to drive and not too expensive to buy and if you look after them, um, you'll find that you'll get probably the same amount you paid for it when you come to sell it. If you ever can bring yourself to sell it, you might even get more if you've looked after it or upgraded it. But uh, I'm definitely really well impressed with these Talbot vans. So the weather uh, from Friday through till today has been really, really kind to us. Friday night, it was uh, the stars came out and we had a great uh, view of the stars for a while. And then Saturday was a lovely day. And in the afternoon and evening, uh, we had a barbecue. And then one of the main events of the weekend is what they call, now what's it called, beer pong. Now beer pong I thought was maybe a, a ping pong competition for, with an entrance fee of a, a can of beer. It turned out to be a lot more interesting than that. A, a table with uh, some glasses of uh, alcohol, beer or whatever at either end. And the idea was to throw the ping pong ball and try and get it into one of the six glasses at the other end of the table. And if you got the ball in the glass, the person at the other end had to uh, take take a drink. And when the winner was the person who managed to uh, get rid of all the other person's uh, glasses. But uh, I'll let you hear the, the rules and a little bit of audio from the beer pong qualifying rounds. Needless to say, I was knocked out in the first round, but I think the... Semi-finals and finals, whatever, will be played again this evening. So 
have a little listen to this. It's uh, quite entertaining. Basically, the idea is the opponent's got to throw the ball from here, it's got to bounce once and then bounce into the cup. If it, if it bounces in, it's got to bounce in. No, it does not bounce. Why no? <laughs> you don't just lob it in. No. You can lob it directly in. That's cheating. You can lob right, it okay. directly in. The Scottish way is you just lob it straight in. The English way it's got to bounce. You've got to land on one of the glasses, then your opposing team's got to drink that glass. Okay? And then they throw it back at you the same way. You can readjust up to two times. So say it lands in there too, they can then say, I want to readjust it, and they can tell you how they want it. Yeah? You'll get it as it goes on, don't worry. That's cool. I thought it was only you could adjust it once. Twice. Twice. Once. Twice. 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 You're going to have to scrub that. Twice. Come on! Play with my rules, I change. You asked me to tell them. <laughs> Had I known, big mistake. Had I known, <laughs> it was going to be a big mistake. So basically, we're playing in pairs. In one pair, the object is to get the ball in the opponent's glasses. Mm -hmm. You can either lob it directly or you can bounce it. So that would be legal as we that that gone in. Okay. Um, each player gets. Uh, is it three balls or two? Three. Three. Three balls. And then it goes the opposing time. So if I were to get a ball in here, and I was playing against Laurie and Pat, Laurie and Pat would have to drink what's in whatever drink is in here. Yeah? Yeah? This is the pong pit bit. This is the beer bit. So after we'd had a, a good uh, a good time playing the, the beer pong, we all retired over to the, there's a common room on the campsite. It was uh, early evening and uh, Jan and John, who are with us this weekend, uh, brought out their instruments, mandolins and the guitar, and they played music for us for an hour or two. So I've got some recording of that. I really, really enjoyed the music and the company. We had a really great evening in the common room and let's have a little listen to bits and pieces of the, the music just to give you a sense of what uh, last night was like. We'll start with our tune we'll start with a couple of reality tunes, it's just instrumental medleys. We don't do a lot of singing so we'll play some sort of, in the course of the evening, it'll be a lot of instrumental tunes, some that you'll know, some you won't know, but uh, be prepared for it. In amongst it somewhere, you will get the odd person singing or attempting to sing.
And then I got up this morning a little bit uh, worse for wear. And so this afternoon we had a raffle and I managed to win some LED lights and a couple of uh, key rings. So that turned out quite nicely. And overall the weekend so far has just been great. The weather's been very good. Uh, the people are just so friendly. Uh, a lot of them have met each other before, but as a newcomer they couldn't have been more welcoming. And everybody's getting on really, really well. So I think we've got further beer pong this, after, this evening. And we might have another little fire or end up in the common room again. But uh, tonight's the last night. And I'll maybe get the chance to interview a few people for next week's uh, Passing Places episode. But as I say, it's been a fantastic weekend and it just seems to have gone so quickly. But I'm just getting this little bit of downtime to record the podcast and then I'll be back out socialising again this evening. So I'll probably bring this episode to a close and if you would like to keep in touch with the podcast, you can find me on Twitter at Bonnie Tours. Uh, get on to bonnytours.com, my website, and leave a comment. And you can also find me on Facebook. Type in Passing Places Podcast into the search box and join our Facebook group. As I said last week, you can also support the podcast by uh, using any of the Amazon links on my website and the podcast gets a small commission. So thanks again for listening. And next week I... Uh, not sure where I'll be, but I'll be out and about. I'll need to get a check on the weather and I'll see where I end up. So in the meantime, stay safe and perhaps one day I'll meet you out and about in your travels in Scotland. I'll play out with Myra Green's music, Passing Places. Thank you. <laughs>